Chat on This are a series of conversations designed to be thought-provoking, informative, and offer an empowering approach towards well-being for your family. Brought to you by Advanced Health Chiropractic. Well, hello and welcome back to Chat on This. I am super excited because I'm sitting here in the Breathe Clinic in West Auckland, uh, New Zealand, with the gorgeous Dina Sinisa. And I have had the pleasure over the last hour of having a a breathing assessment. Uh, You see, Dina uh, uses the Bateco breathing method, and I have been on the catnograph to assess my CO2 levels and to see whether I'm an efficient and healthy breather, or whether, in fact, I need some help. (laughs) Now... I took some time to fill out the intake forms and I was very proud to submit them because I felt like I was in perfect health. And what I've discovered is truly astounding because something that we all take for granted, and that's breathing, Mm -hmm. which we all do every day and every second or every minute of every day, we breathe several cycles, is something that we don't often have to think about. And we assume because we don't think about it that it's very natural and it's something that is working very efficiently. However, what I've discovered is that in every 10 people, and you'll have to correct me here, Dina, that in every 10 people, if we were to assess them, um, two of those people would be severely suffering from um, ineffective breathing and that would be causing them severe ill health, three of those people would have moderate hyperventilation issues Mm -hmm. and four of those people, and I'm going to get my maths wrong now, (laughs) have mild breathing issues, which leaves only how many breathing well? One. One. One out of ten. Perfectly, yeah. Perfectly Perfectly breathing well. And um, what we discover in this wonderful assessment, which makes perfect sense to me, but may be quite shocking to many of you listening out there, is that our, through breathing effectively and optimally, this allows everything in our body to work efficiently and allows us to lead happy, healthy, vibrant lives. When the minute we start to hyperventilate, the minute we stop to uh, be able to breathe efficiently, which is what I've learned is means mm-hmm. that we take um, we have less CO2 within our system. This can create devastating health effects. And I am going to get let Tina explain this in much better detail than I'm now explaining, but I have been honestly blown away and I'm very, very excited to um, start to use some of the methods you're going to share with us today mm-hmm. to help me be a much, much better and more efficient breather. But let me just start off by introducing Dina more formally because she's pretty awesome. Uh, Dina um, has achieved a Bachelor of Science, Biomedical Science, a Master of Arts in Special Needs Education and is obviously a certified practitioner in the Buteco Institute method. Um, She has an extensive background in teaching and training. Dina, her husband, children and parents have all successfully completed a breathing retraining course for their own health and have implemented the good breathing habits that they've learned into their lives with enormous success. Dina personally suffered from asthma, which saw her hospitalised twice in 2013. In fact, she was explaining to me she could barely walk across uh, a room. Amazing. 
With uh, her condition not being alleviated by asthma medication she was taking, she sought a second opinion and her new GP identified a chronic hidden hyperventilation uh, as being the root cause of her problem. So with the help of Bateco and her new GP, Dina was able to stabilise her condition and taper off her medication within nine months. As a direct result of the Buteco method, her husband no longer snores, fabulous, and her children's (laughs) asthma and hay fever are well managed by just healthy breathing habits. It's remarkable, really. Maybe, Dina, you could start off by uh, telling us a little bit about why healthy breathing or normal effective breathing, should we say, is so important for our overall health and well-being. Well, um, breathing is... uh one of the basic things it provides the basic needs one of the basic needs of our cells are which comprise our body which is oxygen so if we're not breathing efficiently we're not breathing well that means our cells or our tissues aren't getting the oxygen it needs it's not enough to breathe the air in or the oxygen in we need to be able to deliver the oxygen to the different cells and tissues of our body um, where where it's needed to um, produce energy to for metabolism and all these different things so when we're not breathing well we're not delivering the oxygen efficiently and that's that's the most basic thing but um, what it means is it's it affects all the different organs of your body. It's not only breathing per se and how do I work? Well, definitely it will come out as shortness of breath and, um, you know, um, low energy, poor sleep. Those are things that um, that happen externally. But what's happening internally is your body is not coping because it's not getting the oxygen it needs. Um, yeah, so just merely breathing it in is not enough. Absolutely. Um, now, what I learned, which um, I'm is very dear to my heart, and I think mm-hmm. probably dear to yours as well. You see, in New Zealand and in most Western culture, um, we suffer horrifically from many, many chronic health conditions. Mm-hmm. And what Dina was explaining to me just earlier when I was having my wonderful assessment is that when we don't have that effective breathing um, down pat, what happens is the decreased CO2 in our system causes inflammation in the body. Mm. And maybe you could just explain to oh, us yeah. what you explained to me about the mast cells, because I thought that was fascinating. Yes. And, and um, you know how nowadays there's an increase in chronic illnesses. And we know that chronic illness is caused by chronic inflammation. Now, one factor, so there many people have uh, tried to come up with different um, different ways of helping that chronic inflammation. But one thing that may be missed is that CO2, which is something that our body produces all the time, so it's normal to have CO2 in our bodies, we're meant to exhale some of it, but not all of it. Now, if we are not breathing correctly, we're in exhaling a lot of it, too much, and um, our body's CO2 levels in the blood uh, go very low. And therefore, we have something called mast cells in our body. These mast cells are like first responders that produce 
a good kind of inflammation whenever there are parts of the body that need to be repaired, some tissues that need to be repaired. So they release histamine um, that that will that will sort of alert the other cells that are needed to repair um, to come and repair in this in this site or in this area. But the mast cells are unstable when um, the CO2 levels in the blood are quite low. So what does that mean? What, what it means is unstable means it will be releasing histamine randomly because it's unstable. It's, all, it's releasing even when it's not needed. And that histamine that's being released when it's not needed is causing inflammation um, randomly in parts that don't really need it. So there's the chronic inflammation that's happening there. And, um, and usually, because there are more mast cells in the parts of our body that um, are connected to the outside world, like the skin, your eyes, your airways, and your gut, usually these are the first parts of your body that will show uh, or, or exhibit symptoms like skin issues, eczema, and things like that. You might have red, itchy eyes. You might have the uh, wheezing, asthma. Um, hay fever, sinusitis, you might have IBS, so the gut, IBS, SIBO, and other inflammatory things of the gut. Um, yeah, so the those are the usual areas where you can find that, mm. but definitely all over the body you will have inflammation. That's astounding, isn't it? So simply by not breathing properly, we can cause our, ourselves quite chronic ill health. Yes. Maybe could we talk a little bit about the Buteyko Institute method and what 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 is involved there? Um, the Buteyko method is well was um, discovered. Well, no, not discovered. What's the term for that one? Quite, um, um, yes, born, <laughs> born. My doctor Buteyko. So Doctor yeah. Buteyko is well. He's a Ukrainian doctor who was practicing in Russia. So that's quite. Uh, current right now, mm. um, he he actually had what was called morbid high blood pressure, and his his doctor told him if you don't um, if you're not able to fix this in six months, mm. you will die. Wow! And but he he had a curious mind, and he worked in a hospital. He was observing patients, and he noticed that that patients in the hospital breathed a certain way, and the worse their condition was, the worse their breathing was. And he observed people outside who were healthy and they breathe a different way. So he hypothesized, he thought, if I change my, and he realized that his breathing was similar to the breathing of the patients in the hospital. So he, he thought, if I change my breathing to the way the healthy people breathe, mm. would it help me? And so he experimented on himself. So actually, Budeka was born as a, you know, as a test on high blood pressure, so not even a breathing problem. So, And he was able to reverse his condition. So then, and and he realized, and so he's, he did more tests and more um, applications, and he realized that it was helping a lot mm. of other conditions. Now, what it is basically is this, that um, there is a right way to breathe and a wrong way to breathe. And so the, we're, what we postulate is that people who are sick have um, have have poor breathing habits, and so what we are trying to do in 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 the Buteyko method is we're trying to get their automatic, natural, normal breathing back to um, the healthy 
pattern, mm. breathing pattern. And in so doing, once they get their breathing back to the healthy pattern, then all the symptoms and conditions that resulted from poor breathing will also be resolved. Mm. That's just phenomenal. It really, really is. Well, that leads us very beautifully into our next question. What sorts of things do you <laughs> notice your patients improve in? Well, the basic things are, um, of course, the the usual asthma, hay fever, sinusitis things, breathing-related issues, sleep issues, because believe it or not, insomnia, snoring, and sleep apnea are breathing-related, so they, they usually um, improve in terms of those sleep issues. Um, anxiety, anxiety, panic attacks, depression, so the mental health issues also, um, because when you're not breathing well, your nervous system is hypervigilant and hyper alert and therefore it's difficult it doesn't settle um some other things it's energy definitely energy improves mm. because oxygen in the cells is needed for you for your body to produce atp which is energy for the body mm. um so if if your cells are not getting the oxygen then it's not able to produce enough energy so that's one other thing that can be helped. There are many, many others as well, mm. but those are the main ones. Yes, I um, yes, it's just it's just fascinating. I think um, I think particularly when we look at um, our mental health statistics yeah. here in New Zealand, how um, I'm sure you know is is heavily related to a lot of the the things that have been going on, whether it's the weather, whether it's the mm. politics, or whether it's um, the pandemic. Uh, certainly I know your books must be incredibly full because of that. What I learned when I was doing my breathing assessment, which um, I am very happy to admit my ignorance is as a chiropractor for the last 23 years, is that we had often where as a chiropractor, we're dealing with the nerve system and, mm -hmm. and we know that when we can keep the spine moving well, that allows the nerve system to work um, optimally, which allows your body to be able to function at its best. Mm -hmm. um, you're telling us, which I completely understand, <laughs> that it is important to then be able to breathe optimally to allow all of those organ cells to be able to function optimally. Mm -hmm. I think many of us have been told at some point, and probably more recently even, that one way of helping our nerve system, particularly helping our nerve system to get out of a fight or flight type response into a more rest, digest and healing response, that we should practice belly breathing or diaphragmatic breathing. What I have just been blown away by mm -hmm. is that we perhaps have been incorrectly um, <laughs> instructed on how to do this. So I would love you to explain to us um, maybe the pitfalls of, of diaphragmatic breathing uh, or the way that we may have, have been taught this and ways that we can help to reset the nerve system through correct breathing. Okay. So it is true that diaphragmatic breathing helps um, activate the the parasympathetic nervous system but um, the common uh, mistake that people make is that when they try to uh, restore diaphragmatic breathing because they maybe they think oh i'm not breathing well and the first thing they think of is to oh i'll, I'll learn how to relearn how to do diaphragmatic breathing but what they tend to do, and most exercises that they will find when they start 
um, researching are exercises that entail um, them, uh, the, the giving instructions using their thinking brain, giving instructions to their body to inflate the belly or make their belly big to make it a belly breathing. Um, but see, when that happens, we are using or activating the prefrontal cortex or the thinking brain, giving instructions to your belly to, in, to expand. But that's not the breathing center. So the control of your breathing resides in the medulla, which is in the automatic part of your brain. So when you start, when you start using your thinking brain to give instructions to, on how to breathe, you're actually um, overstepping the role of the medulla. And therefore, then it dysregulates the breathing even more. So we don't want to do that. And we usually don't start with belly breathing anyway, because uh, diaphragmatic breathing comes about naturally once we start with step one. Uh, you, and I would say diaphragmatic breathing is in the middle step. So if you're baking a cake, you don't want to start from the middle because the cake will not turn out well. So you want to start from step one. So eventually you get to diaphragm, encouraging. And the words I use are encourage, allow the diaphragm, or allow the diaphragm to breathe. Breathe. I don't say make your diaphragm, make your diaphragm move or breathe. Mm. Because you you want to step out of the way. You want to allow it to move. Give mm. it the right um, the right condition so that your your mm. diaphragm will move. I love yeah. that. I love that. So what we're talking about is we want to reestablish that innate ability of the body to be able to breathe more effectively. Yes. What are some really simple tips that we can start that process mm -hmm. so that we become better diaphragmatic breathers? Okay. So the first thing to do is to relax because um, a healthy breather usually, even without thinking about it, breathes through the diaphragm. Once we are stressed, it automatically shifts to upper chest. So that means if we're upper chest breathers, either we are currently stressed or we have been in stress for a long period of time and therefore it's now a habit. So to reverse that, one of the first things I usually say is make sure that you're taking time out in your day to relax even just five minutes in your day do something that you enjoy and that relaxes you but does not bring your breathing rate uh, sorry your your uh, pulse your heart rate up because when you bring up your heart rate that means your breathing rate has gone up as well and you don't want that you want it to become to be calmer and um, down to baseline so you want something to do something that doesn't increase your heart rate and breathing rate so like listening to music um, doing some crafts anything that you enjoy because when you relax your body just settles and even without you thinking about it the diaphragm will now start to move and uh, your nervous system will also start to relax and we saw that on the capno right there, yeah. Oh, it was fascinating. So uh, the first step of the breathing assessment, uh, we did a capnograph, which is uh, measuring my CO2 levels. Mm -hmm. It's measuring uh, my breath rate. Uh, and it was fascinating because when Dina took me through a relaxation exercise, my breathing was optimized. It was really, really, well, as good as it was getting for me anyway. Uh, mm -hmm. However, there are some improvements I need to make. <laughs> uh, however, when I was talking, um, and I was certainly not stressed, but just simply by talking, it was very clear how quickly 
my breathing it changed and not even necessarily just thinking, and just thinking just, she, even if you weren't talking just thinking you already saw the change it, it was it was massive and it was very it was um it was it was surprising actually yeah. um but fascinating too yeah so um i yeah, so essentially when I came here today, um, the first step was I wanted to fill out a, a really comprehensive intake form. And this really helped Dina to understand where my health, uh, you know, what status my health was in. The next thing is we did the capnograph, uh, which takes just a few minutes, actually, mm-hmm. uh, gave us some really interesting information. And then Dina spent um, the next part of the assessment really um delving quite deeply into the mechanisms of why uh breathing is so important to us and how um having an imbalance in our oxygen versus our co2 can have a huge impact on our health and well-being what um this would then lead on to should you uh find that you're needing some extra help is uh the actual um workshops do you want to explain to us what happens with the workshops so um for people who find when with people who have mild hyperventilation the tips that i give and and even some tips that i might give you today might already help especially if you are very good at doing them every day but for those who have moderate to to severe hyperventilation they would need crutches they would Mm. need help to get their breathing back on track. So um, so the Breathe Buteco course is what we call it. It's a six-week program where through a series of breathing exercises and lifestyle tweaks, we, tr- we help your body get back onto um, to healthy, normal breathing. Yeah. yeah. And, and so that's – and then at the end of the six weeks – because we, the assumption is we've done the capnography beforehand and then we do the, the program for six weeks and then the end we check again and then you will see the, um, the change or the improvement in your condition. Um, in my case, when I did this course for myself, because that's how I stumbled across this, is um, the, because I was older, I did it with my daughter who was 11 then. She improved so quickly. Her chronic cough went away within the first few weeks chronic cough that had been with her for six months and we tried everything you know we changed her sheets to dust mite free sheets and bought a HEPA uh, what do you call that vacuum cleaner and um, bought a new couch because we had a furry couch I thought "Mm, maybe that's where it's coming from nothing changed until we did this together uh, it took her a few weeks. It took me nine months. Well, it, but it doesn't mean that I didn't feel any difference. I already started to feel improvements. So improvements started to come within a, a week or two. But for me to get where I wanted to be, which mm-hmm. was off all my medications, breathing easier and sleeping better and all that, took around nine months. But yes, so after even after the six weeks, because you've learned... Because I learned how to breathe better, and I would was continuing to breathe in that better way and mm. a healthy way. So the um, improvements kept on coming. Yes. So it's not only within the six weeks; you will still continue to improve. After. Yes. One of the other tips um, that is absolutely uh, essential is to breathe through our noses. Yes. 
Definitely. And, um, and also to notice uh, one of the tips that Dina had given me is to notice a couple times each of your uh, during your day mm-hmm. when you are uh, doing something that making sure that you are actually breathing through your nose yes so it's just a check-in you do the, mm. what you don't want to happen is that you're hyper aware of your breathing because then what what you're triggering is your thinking brain when you're hyper aware of, of your breathing um yes again it's more of the thinking brain rather than the automatic part of your brain so what you want to do is just a check-in when you're usually when you're concentrating or when you're moving, moving around, walking to your car or exercising, check and see if your mouth is closed, lips together, full seal. And um, yeah, and if it is open, just close it and then continue with whatever it is that you're doing. Mm. Yeah. That's a wonderful, simple tip. And I think for many of us, we would catch ourselves with our mouth open. <laughs> so I'm going to be trying that for sure. Dina, thank you so very, very much for sharing with us today. We're going to be getting Dina back again, uh, where we're going to be talking about children and asthma. Uh, But uh, we've learnt so much and I'm excited to learn a whole lot more. So thank you for your time and I look forward to speaking with you next time. You're welcome. Thank you for having me.